everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we are actually rooting for the Houston Astros. Yep, you heard me. They took Game 2 of the World Series last night in an extra innings slugfest, and we are Houston strong. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. That was my shout-out to Yoni Pollock, who is um, suffering with typhoid here behind the behind the board. All right, not exactly typhoid, but he's a little bit under the weather. It could be those late nights. Could be those late nights. Um, so we're going to keep his uh, on-air participation minimal during that's life so that we can have good time with him during today's live lunch. Let's go, Houston. You can still clap. That's true. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Yoni is behind the board. We will refer to him as he is known the pride of Houston, and we uh, we give a shout out to the whole Pollock family. I, Yoni, you can just nod, and I'll let our listeners know. Do your does your mother know that the Astros are in the World Series? Yes, she knows. She knows. She knows. Okay, clearly he's been asked that question before. Seems like it's a sore topic. We have a lot going on here, guys. By the way, if you missed any of JM and the AM this morning, I highly recommend that you turn to the archives. Um, there were a couple of phenomenal interviews this morning, and one actually, which is incredibly pressing. I know a number of people, um, a number of Canadians, frankly, who are very familiar with the current, um, I don't know if the word is quest. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what the right word is, but um, this unbelievable manhunt? I, search? Okay, search. That's probably a, a much better word. Um, the search for Jesse, so to speak. There is um, Elisa Clayman was on the air this morning with Nahum. She was live from Peru. Jesse Galganov has been missing um, for a number of weeks. His family has not heard from him. He is a Jewish guy from Canada who um, has been missing for a number of weeks now. The Peruvian National Police are very much on top of the case. The State Department is on top of it, but there is, uh, you know, there is a desperate need for information. So she was on the air this morning with Nahum pleading for anyone who has information or was particularly at, um, you know, overlapped and part of his trip, etc. If you have any information and you want more information, you can actually go to my Facebook page. I posted the information there last night um, in terms of what they have so far. The hashtag is help us find Jesse. Help us find Jesse. You can you can search that and you can see um, basically the the social media efforts to bring Jesse home. Again, Jesse Galganov is a Jewish man from Canada who has gone missing in Peru. Any information, um, any information that anyone has, please be in touch. Uh, if you send it to me, marymetnachemsegel.com, I will make sure to get it there. Or you can also just go to my Facebook page and you can be part of that conversation there. Um, in addition, in a wonderful story, uh, Justin Rosenthal, who is an NCS wire from Oakland, California, whose family lost all of their possessions during the Oakland fires before Sukkis, had an unbelievable interview this morning with Nahum. And as true to so many stories that we have here at the network, um, a number of our listeners called in afterwards and after the interview and hearing what his family still needed, including a, a laundry list of Sfarim that his family lost in the fire. And again, kudos to our listenership. Somebody came to the rescue and said that he would make the purchase of all of the Sfarim that they uh, that they had lost in the fire. So, you know, Mika Amcha, this is one of those moments of Mika Amcha Yisrael, and I mean that wholeheartedly. 
Let's do today's fortune cookie. I brought it in, Yoni. I didn't depend on you and your typhoidness to provide the fortune cookie, for I did not want to contract your bad cold just by having you be near the fortune cookie. Today's fortune, by the way, somebody won Powerball. It wasn't you and it wasn't me. I didn't play and you're still here. Oh, you should check. Yeah, okay. But once until there's a headline that says Powerball ticket won on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, I'm still going to assume it's not you. Anyway, today's fortune, never fear the end of something marks the start of something new. What? You don't like it? Wow. It's got to be the head cold. Um, I'm not even going to share these numbers with you then because, yeah, because you're not feeling it. All right, whatever. Today's national holidays. It is Howl at the Moon Night. Yep, that was Yoni. If you heard that, that was Yoni. It's also National Day of the Deployed. It is Mule Day. I know. I like this one. It is Mule Day, which I would like to explain because, you know, mules get a bum rap here in the United States. Yeah, they do. It honors the importation of the first Spanish mules to the U.S., which were a gift from King Charles III of Spain. They were delivered here October 26, 1785, to Boston, where George Washington then began breeding them in the U.S. That's not fascinating? Oh, gosh. Okay, you're a bit of a Debbie Downer here today. Maybe, uh, I would think that the morning after your beloved Houston, Houston Astros won, that you'd be just, you know, nothing. Right, that's it? Just the hat? You're howling at the moon. Yeah, you're howling at the moon. Fantastic. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am incredibly excited to welcome this guest on the air. Ashley Blaker is not your average Orthodox Jewish man, though I'm not sure there is an average Orthodox Jewish man, but this one is an internationally acclaimed stand-up comedian. He has performed two sell-out tours of the UK and tours of Israel and South Africa. He will begin shortly his assault on the U.S., starting off-Broadway in New York on December 7th. His BBC comedy show, Ashley Blaker's Goyish Guide to Judaism, will air in 2018. In his spare time, should he have any, Ashley Blaker is also an award-winning comedy writer and producer for radio and TV. As a radio producer, he was responsible for first unleashing the comedy phenomenon Little Britain on the nation, and he has worked with a who's who of TV comedy. His company, Black Hat Productions, is currently making several series for BBC Radio 4, including Couples and Josh Howey's Losing It. If he has any time after that, he spends it being run ragged by his six children, a sentiment I can completely understand. Ashley, good morning. How are you? Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Good. How are you? I am well. Thank you for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, My pleasure. So uh, you're coming to New York. It's like our own little Jewish you know, British invasion kind of a thing. Yeah, 100%. Look, I, I, someone told me that there were a few Jews in New York. I'm not sure if that's true, but they said there's a small community there. So I thought I'll, I'll come and check it out and see yeah. if uh, anyone wants to come and see my show. A small, um, a, so yeah, sm- I, I, <laughs> a small Jewish sarcastic community. Are you ready for yeah, the? Very- are you are you ready for New York? Yeah, no, I can't wait. I, I, I mean, I love New York. I come. I've been to New York many, many times. Um, so it'd be nice to have a good reason to come. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, I like the way you said an assault on, on, it makes it sound <laughs> like I'm, um, kind of wanting to reclaim after the, after we lost the, uh, America, um, in the war of independence. It's now for me to come and take it back. It's, it's, it's not that, that's not what I'm doing. Right. You're not, you're not here on behalf of King George. No, exactly. That's gone. It's, it's gone. Um, you know, you got to, 
you got to know when to quit when you're ahead. Um, <laughs> it's fine. You're welcome to Trump anyway. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're quite, we're quite well. We're well away. Yeah, sit back and enjoy the the, the spectacle exactly. that we're is just, pr- exactly we're just watching, eating the popcorn. Right? Is there? I mean, are we are we providing a tremendous amount of material for you here in the United States? Oh no, hundred percent. I don't think anyone. I, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure most Americans feel the same way. But but yeah, we just can't can't believe it. It's extraordinary. <laughs> um, just sitting watching this, it, it's not often that we feel um, superior. I know people probably think, "Oh, the British feel very superior," but we don't. I grew up, I grew up like America's always been the the you know the, the the big brother. You know the 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 movies came out in America first. All the, the foods in America first. We're always waiting for the stuff to arrive here. Um, it's not often that we can just sit back and, and feel actually superior. So, yeah, I don't so, so, I don't blame thank, you. Thank you, Donald Trump. Yeah, no no and you're welcome. I'm so happy <laughs> that that the political <laughs> climate here in the United States, and I've said this before, can afford every comic enough material to last them this entire presidency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. really the least but we can do. Yeah, that, yeah. So that, you know that said, um the good thing is is because as you say, every because Donald Trump does give so much material to other comedians and I'm sure there's enough comedians uh, who, who are mining that territory. I promise now, Lee Nader, uh, that uh, that will not be a, a subject that I'll go down another route. So, that, so if you're bored of all the Donald Trump uh, jokes because you've heard them all, come and see me because I'll be doing something totally different. Yeah, well, I have a feeling, though, any Donald Trump joke you make, you'll get a rouse of, uh, a, a, you know, a major round of applause. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Do you, I mean, mm-hmm. but we can establish that there are certain topics that are fun to make fun of, that are fun to get material out of, et cetera. Is there anything for you that's off limits? Uh, sure. Look, I, I am a, 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 a from Jew, whatever that means, you know, and I'm not, uh, I'm not, there are some subjects that I'm not going to be talking about. Um, and, and there's a lot of language that you'll, if you go to a general comedy club, you'll probably hear, um, you know, every word under the sun and, and you're not going to hear that from me. Um, but that's great because I think it gives you a chance to, um, you know, to uh, explore other things that maybe um, other comedians are not going to talk about. So that's, let's not talk about the negatives as it were. It's the, it's, I don't think about the what I can't say. I'm more interested in what I can say. No, I so hear. I enjoy I, doing this kind of show because I because I get to talk about things that I mean. This show is as uh, you know, it's really really uh, aimed at a Jewish audience, and it's really refreshing for me to because I do perform for other audiences as well. And I make, as you said, I make TV shows and radio shows for the wider audience, and it's just so liberating for me to be able to stand on stage and use words that. If you use them in front of any non-Jewish audience, they just have no idea what you're talking about. Right. But things that we all just take for granted, you know, 99% of Jews know what a mezuzah is. In the UK, I would say 99% of non-Jews wouldn't know what a mezuzah is. So it's just lovely to be able to talk about things that we recognize, um, traits that we recognize, experiences in our lives that can bring us together and go, okay, yeah, I, 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 that really speaks to me. Right. No, that's actually that's actually a great point. And it, it totally you know shifts my my next question, because when you're coming to New York, there's so much of Jewish life that is ingrained mm-hmm. even in the New Yorkers life. If you're even if you are not Jewish, Italians I and know, Jews. Exactly. Italians and Jews have been growing up in this neighborhood, you know, for as long as we've been here. There's plenty yep. of there's plenty of, let's say, 
you know, cross-pollination kind of a thing. So if you go down the block and you ask something, somebody, you know, if they're, uh, you know, if the schlamazel has, if you've seen the schlamazel or, you know, you throw in a Yiddishism here or there, you know, you got a good percentage of New Yorkers who have more than a clue of what you're talking about. A hundred percent. That's great. And, and which is why I, yeah, I, I think there's an even wider audience uh, potentially here because I think there will be a lot of uh, knowing Jewish people who actually would also enjoy my show. But in America, so I, I remember actually once being in New York um, and I, I was on vacation in New York and I turned on the TV in my hotel room and there was a report about, a, this was about five years ago, there'd been a small fire in a shawl on the Upper East Side. And the reporter said, no Sifre Toa no Sifre Torah were burned, in, in the, were destroyed in, in the fire. Now, I couldn't believe it. In, in the UK, believe it or not, I, no, not one person outside of the Jewish community, some people even in the Jewish community, would know what, a, what Sifre Torah meant. Not one. The idea of a British newsreader going on the BBC going, no Sifre Torah were burned. It just would just be it's just laughable. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. So, yeah, it shows you this is, this is a real... A Jewish town, so uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. So um, it's a really big difference between the UK and America, or certainly New York right. and London. Right. No, absolutely. Trust yeah. me, there are bagels on every corner here yeah. in New York. That, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is not I'm a sure problem. Little Rock, Arkansas is not quite like that, but I, I, I but New York for sure. Exactly. Right, but you haven't booked a theater in Little Rock yet, so time they have time to catch next up. Year, next year, exactly. Next year. We have Bill, lo- Clinton, Bill Clinton wants me to come. So we I'll have listen. much hopes for them in Little Rock, Arkansas. You're listening to yeah, That's yeah. Life here at the Nahum Seal Network. At the Nahum Siegel Network, Ashley Blaker joins us. The name of his show that'll be uh, taking place eight o'clock at the Gramercy Theater, which is a great, great New York institution. Thursday, December seventh. It's called Strictly Unorthodox, and uh, he is direct from London. He has, uh, you know, the accolades, by the way, that follow you in terms of the quality of your humor are are so impressive. Do you have a favorite comedian yourself? Um. A stand-up comedian, I, I, I just, I, I love comedy. I mean, I absolutely love comedy. Um, so, you know, I grew up, sat in front of the TV. Now, of course, uh, for, now my children go to schools where, uh, yeah, you're not, the, the TV, would, right. uh, a TV would have me thrown out of school. But, uh, or my children thrown out of school. But uh, American comedians, I, mean, I love Jerry Seinfeld. I absolutely love Woody Allen. Those, those, um, those uh, the comedy, um, what they call the, the nightclub years. There's a CD album, the nightclub years. You know, with the moose sketch, the moose routine. Sure. Um, they 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 just they just phenomenal. I mean, they're timeless. You you cannot you just they can't be beaten. Absolutely extraordinary. But the thing is, I, I don't. I try not to. I certainly don't. People sometimes say, you know, who influences you? I I just think you just can't think like that because you just end up trying to do a parody of somebody else. Mm. So you just have to you have to write about the things that interest you. And actually, the interesting thing is, I don't know, there's lots of other, you know, there's lots of Jewish comedians, there's some other Frum comedians, you know, different, different styles, models, or whatever. But the things that are in my show, the things that I talk about, I like to think no one else could say those things because they are born out of my experience. They're not born out of anyone else's experience. I couldn't, if, if, if I left my script lying around, I don't think anyone else could pick it up and go, well, I'll perform that because it's about my life. And that's, I think that's what's 
that's what interests me, and that's what kind of what I want to share with other people. That's great. It, 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 you almost force yourself to stay true to yourself. Yeah, I and mean, it's my experience. I, you know, because a lot of what I talk about is the idea of being a from Jew, a guy who, if um, I've got a good face for radio, so you can't see me, but um, <laughs> so that, that's lucky. But I, I look like a, you know, people sometimes think I come up there, they go, oh, the rabbi's here. Well, where's the comedian? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wear a black hat, I tears, a beard, black suit, white shirts. It's this, and I go to work in TV, and I, I work as you know the BBC and at places like that in the UK, and I work with all the biggest stars. Uh, in, in comedy here, like James Corden, John Oliver, uh, people like that, people, you, people uh, they're the kind of people you'd be aware of here, um, uh, Russell Brand, people like that. And, and people can't believe it. They say, you what? You, you're working with these people and they're working with this guy. And, and I'm, working, you know, I'm working in this world with obviously everybody's um, media lovies all hugging and kissing each other. And there's this guy who won't even shake hands with people of the opposite sex apart from his spouse. And he's trying, I'm sitting there in a meeting thinking, right, how am I going to get out of shaking hands with this lady at the end of the meeting? How, how am I going to go about doing this? And these are my experiences. And, and I think people find them funny. A lot of people relate to them. Go, oh, I've sat in that situation. I kind of, I can understand. Other people approach it from the other way going, wow, that's, that must be so hard. But it's, you make it sound really funny. So I, I, they're just my experiences. Well, of course, being Jewish gives us all a lot of material to work with. That is for sure. There's, um, you mentioned you mentioned your kids a minute ago. So if you if you got, if you got your kids in a school, if your kids are enrolled in a school where uh, watching TV is not something that is uh, lauded, so to speak, when they ask your kids what their daddy does, <laughs> yeah. what's the answer? Do you know what the clever thing is? Right, see, I, I I tell everybody my Hebrew name is Chonon. So I tell everyone my name's Conan Blaker, and then there's actually Blaker guy. I don't know who he is. He's someone else. <laughs> so uh, you just so it's just fine. They just go. Are you, is your father actually Blaker? No, he's Conan Blaker. I don't know who actually Blaker. Um, it's fine. I think people genuinely people are quite forgiving. I think it's, you know what it is. I have had a few problems with a few people. I think the truth is, it's 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 always gen, genuine answer. It's always about knowing people. If you actually know somebody, when they actually know you, and they go, okay, you know what? I see. He's a genuine guy. You know, he's in shul three times a day. He, he's, he's a, you know, he, he's a serious guy. If they don't know you, they, they kind of go, oh, hang on. Like, he works with Russell Brand. Like, maybe he might be out partying every day trying to pick up women. And, and like, you know, they, they, they come up with silly ideas. But if they actually, once people know you, they go, okay, I see. This is, yeah, okay. Right. He, he, he's, not, he's not a liar. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I hear that. And when yeah. you when you first went into this line of work, which is obviously mm-hmm. a, a, another conversation, I'm sure, was was there a point that your parents looked at you and said, "So this is a profession for a good Jewish boy?" Um, no, I think you know what that they had no issue with when I became from. No, that's <laughs> when they went absolutely. That's when they went crazy. Like you know, being being working in comedy is genuinely yeah that's definitely a job for a nice jewish boy being from is not right that's a good point uh (laughs) just like what you're doing you want to no really you want to be from now how did we right where did we go go wrong wrong? right there you go yeah where did we go wrong so so that's uh so yeah that was the bigger issue but you know what they've got over that as well so it's fine well (laughs) i remember when my when my brother-in-law wanted to go for his second year in israel wanted to go shun a bet and my in-laws were not 
um, were not handling that well. And everyone was everyone was from, and that wasn't a question of that. It was just two years was too much for them. My brother-in-law looked mm. at them and said, listen, I'm not a drug dealer. I love Torah. Mm. And that was mm. really the end of the conversation. <laughs> you can't... Well, you know, the, yeah, well, the thing is, so my last show in the UK was called Sugar From, and it was about, basically, I had... I think in America, maybe they more likely say crazy from. But here we simply say, someone is sugar from. And what is the definition of sugar from? Basically, anyone who does just a little bit more than you, that's sugar from. Mm. So it doesn't matter where you are. So I always think like, like I like to think that the Satmar Rebbe, so the Satmar Rebbe is really, you know, he's pretty from. Right. I'd like to think that he looks at the Skvera Rebbe and goes, now that guy's sugar. <laughs> I'm from, but this guy's, ah, oh, he's completely insane. And that's the thing. My parents, just like, my, all Jews think that where they are is perfect. And so anyone who does more than you is completely sugar. But anyone who does anything less than you, oh, what a guy. Right. Oh, terrible. <laughs> they just, like, yeah. if you go to shul, if you go to shul three times a year, you know, two days Rosh Hashanah and one day Yom Kippur, if you know someone who only goes to shul on Rosh Hashanah for one day, you look down on them. Right. You go, oh, my goodness me. I can't believe it. I go to shul three times a year, but twice a year, that's disgraceful. Oh, my goodness me, they're going to get in them. <laughs> but that's what we like. We all think that we're perfect. It's a very strange thing. So my parents, so my parents like all Jews, fit into that. So they think that where they are, which is going to right. Shul on a Shabbos morning, but then going out in the afternoon <laughs> and um, eating kosher at home, but eating kind of fish out. That's right. They, they, they just can't understand it. You only want to eat in kosher restaurants. Right. And yet they will really look down on people they know who go out for dinner with them at a non-kosher restaurant and eat the meat. They go, oh my goodness, can you believe it? He had a steak. Oh, disgraceful. It's so weird. It's so strange. Yeah, we are a funny people, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's because we all think we're perfect. And that is, it's a, no other religion is like this. That... Really I, just, you, I can't believe, like Muslim people, right? I always think that like, the women who wear like the, 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 the burqa, they don't look at the women in the full face veil and think, oh, that's my sugar. You don't need to do that. That's just me sugar. Now. She, oh, she's looking out of a slit. That's just mad. They don't do that. I, I'm convinced this is just a Jewish thing. I, I, I would have to completely agree with you. Ashley Blaker joins us. You can get information, by the way, about buying tickets at ashleyblaker.com. Again, the production here in New York will take place Thursday, December 7th at the Gramercy Theater. That's on 23rd Street in Manhattan at 8 p.m. AshleyBlaker.com. This is a very exciting venue. You know, it's a it is a hallowed institution here in New York, the Gramercy Theater. Where was your first gig? Uh, first gig ever. Yeah. In, 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 in ever. So I did that. Actually, I performed um, when I was 16. I started performing. Um, it's a long time ago. <laughs> and I did um, so I did some stuff at school. I used to perform when I was like in high school. I would do some shows at lunchtime for the for the other boys. I went to a boys' school, but they actually had girls' school as well next door. So the girls would come in, and I would do like forty minutes. And if you can perform in front of you know uh, two, three hundred, mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen year olds, you can get away with it. You know yeah, that's a tough crowd. That's right. Um, I did a Jewish comedy show not long after, and funnily enough, actually my my friend Matt Lucas, who's um, some people will know in the U.S. mainly for being in Bridesmaids. He just wrote his autobiography. He told this story in the autobiography that we both did together this, um, not on stage together, but we were on the same bill. When I was 17 and he was 18, we did a Jewish comedy night, and we both didn't, <laughs> neither of us went down well. Um, <laughs> I was too young. But um, I remember I, I, I didn't go down well at all, and I stopped it a bit short, and I just said to the audience, I know I've died tonight, 
if you're interested, the shivers at my parents. <laughs> and uh, he tells us, sorry, the trouble is, the trouble is, he says, he says in the book, that's a good line. I, was, I, was, I, was, I think that's a pretty good line for a 17-year-old. But the trouble is, is once you've lost an audience, they, I don't think they even laughed at that. <laughs> once you've lost them, you've lost them. Right. <laughs> but at least it, it made it to a, it made it to a, a, um, a Hollywood celebrity's uh, autobiography, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, I can't imagine you're going to lose anybody December 7th that night. This is, uh, this is your crowd, so to speak. New York is waiting for you. Again, tickets available yeah, at ashleyblaker.com. Full ticket range prices and totally affordable. Can they bring their kids? Can people come with their families? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. I, I, look, I, I would say in the UK, as I say, there's certainly nothing inappropriate language-wise, uh, subject-wise. I would say in the UK, I, I would say from 10, 11, 12, whatever onwards, I think uh, younger than that may go a little bit over the head. Um, I find that my, my thing with, with kids that generally, generally, is that they will laugh and really enjoy themselves when they're with adults. Actually. Right. I think like I think when you perform for kids on their own, then then it's harder. But I think when they have adults almost to say this is when to laugh, they really enjoy it. <laughs> I think that's, that's really, I love that. Well, I look forward to being there myself. Again, it's Thursday, yeah, December sure. 7th at 8 p.m. Gramercy Theatre. Ticket information, ashleyblaker.com. Ashley or Hanan, you are fantastic. I, I wish you tremendous Hatzlacha, and we look forward to hearing Thank great so things. Much. Great. I look forward to meeting you then. Thank you. You got it. Take care. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. What a doll. Just such a real guy. That was great. Again, ticket info is at ashleyblaker.com. A full afternoon of programming continues here right after That's Life. It's the live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel. I'm sure there will be plenty of Houston Astro conversation. Yoni has been keeping his voice strong. I've been keeping quiet this entire show. And then, of course, after 1 o'clock, it's, thir- th- it's Throwback Thursday with a Jamie and AM from years past. And at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, it's the Erev Shabbos show, hosted by Mark Zomik and brought to you by our friends at Kedem tomorrow morning. Ah, you hear that in the background? That's my nod to Parshas Lechacha. That is Gershon Varoba's Across the River. I got to thank Mayor Fertig, by the way, because he introduced me to that song a long time ago. So shout out to Fertig. Anyway, tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM in the AM from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. He'll be joined by Malcolm Holman for the weekly update scheduled at 740. At the conclusion of JM in the AM, Naomi, Naomi Nachman and Table for Two with a brand new episode. And then the encore of Mark's Erev Shabbos show begins right after that program. Again, we are listening to Across the River by Gershon Varoba. Avrami will host Saturday Night Seagull Saturday night. And, of course, Matis hosts JM Sunday, Sunday morning. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Come with me across the river.